global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. This update's brought to you by Sector Spider ETFs. Why buy a single stock when you can invest in the entire sector? Visit SectorSPDRS.com or call 1-866-SECTOR-ETF. And stocks this morning are moving lower, sliding further from a six-week high reached on Monday as falling oil prices continue to prey on investors' global growth concerns. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. S&P 500 down 1.3% or 24 points to 18.96. Dow Jones Industrial Average down 1.3% or 212 points to 16,219. The Nasdaq down 1.5% or 67 points to 44.36. Ten-year Treasury up 1830 seconds, the yield 1.66%, yield on the two-year 0.70%. NYMEX crude oil down 3.5% or $1.14 to $30.73 a barrel. COMEX gold up 2.1% or $25.50 to 1248.10 an ounce. The euro, $1.1002, the yen 111.51. Treasury Secretary Jack Lew saying the U.S. wants a more serious commitment from other G20 countries to use monetary policy, fiscal measures, and structural reforms to stoke demand. Lew made the comments ahead of a meeting of a group of 20 finance chiefs this week. Fiscal policy can't solve all the problems. There are structural issues that need to be addressed. Uh, some, in some countries, it's regulatory. In some countries, it's labor markets. In some countries, it's financial reform. Those structural issues need to be addressed. But fiscal and monetary policy are important tools. When used together, they're powerful. And that, that's the message we bring. Lou is heard earlier on Bloomberg Radio and Television. And Lowe's is lower, down three and a quarter percent after posting fourth quarter results that trailed Home Depot's, signaling that the retailer isn't benefiting as much from the U.S. housing market's gains as its larger rival. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Karen, uh, thanks so much. Negative 218, as Karen mentioned, on the Dow, the VIX 22.58. Quickly, equity markets this morning, odd in foreign exchange, odd across all markets. David Wilson, is your world odd? It, it has its moments. I mean, Karen Moscow just mentioned Lowe's, and that stock down 3.2% after their fiscal fourth quarter earnings only matched analysts' uh, average estimate in the Bloomberg survey, while rival Home Depot came out ahead. We also got numbers out of Target and uh, TJX, the company that owns TJ Maxx, Marshalls, and Home Goods, and really sort of a mixed bag for both, and it's reflected in their shares. Target down just three-tenths of a percent at the moment. Uh, last quarter's profit <laughs> trailed the average projection because they were relied more on price cuts and promotions. On the other hand, uh, their earnings forecast for this fiscal year beat, us, beat estimates. With, with TJX, really little changed at this point. Uh, their fiscal year earnings forecast was lower than analysts expected. Fourth quarter, though, uh, of last year, uh, earnings and sales coming out ahead. Ford Motor down 6.4%. Another noteworthy move. The automaker cut the equivalent cut the equivalent of sell from hold at Credit Suisse. The firm citing overly optimistic sales projections, excessive inventories, and cost increases. And you're seeing a couple of other auto-related declines as well. One of them in Mobileye. This is a company that makes software for self-driving cars. Down about 11%. They gave a profit forecast for this year that failed to meet estimates. And Avis Budget Group, the car rental company, down 20%. Uh, their earnings forecast for this year failed to meet estimates. They talked about a stronger dollar and spending to improve customer service. Uh, David Wilson, thank you so much. Lee Hardman with us. He is with Bank of Tokyo uh, Mitsubishi. Lee, did you get out from under the desk early this morning? How do you interpret a drop like that in cable? 
Yeah, like you say, Tom, it's, uh, we're in very volatile times across all uh, foreign exchange markets right now. In particular, the pound is very much in the, uh, the, the crossfire for the market. Uh, the market is uh, moving to uh, pricing a, a higher uh, risk premium um, ahead of the, uh, the EU referendum. Uh, is is there a one-way bet? I mean, tell me about the speculation upon sterling. Yeah, I think very much so. The market has uh, increasingly a one-way view uh, on sterling ahead of the referendum, um, with the uh, the risk seeing uh, very much skewed uh, to the downside. Uh, we've already had a obviously a significant uh, weakening of the pound already this year. The cable's down by now almost. 10 big figures uh, since the end of last year. But if we look at the pound on a, on a trade-weighted basis, it's still around sort of 15% higher than, than the lows we saw during the, uh, the global financial crisis. And also, uh, if you go back uh, even uh, further than that to after uh, the UK's exit for the, from the ERM uh, in the early 1990s, it was also about 15% lower as well on that occasion. So we still think there's, there's scope for further downside. Uh, if, a, if a Brexit was to materialise. So that's not our base case scenario, but um, I think the market will become increasingly uh, worried of that scenario as we move closer to the uh, the referendum. Well, have we seen the big move? Uh, are we going to see a lot more volatility between now and June 23rd? Is it, is, is, are we priced in to that point, or is there still downside? Well, yeah, I think there's certainly scope for the market to uh, to, to price in uh, an even larger uh, Brexit risk premium uh, ahead of the uh, the referendum. And like you say as well, I, I do think as well we will see uh, uh, an increase in, in volatility as well for the pound. Um, obviously, increasingly, the market will be driven um, by uh, event risk. We'll be obviously closely following uh, the incoming uh, opinion polls to see uh, if there's any material shifts in, in public thinking uh, ahead of the uh, the referendum, and then also there's obviously uh, other risks such as obviously the migration crisis uh, in Europe, and then also perhaps a, an even smaller risk perhaps would be potential for another flare-up in, in Greece. Those kind of things are obviously not anticipated, but yeah. could obviously have a, a negative impact as well on, on the, uh, the Brexit risk. When we start talking big figure moves like 139, 38, 37, those one-point moves, folks, is a, a big figure. Are big figure moves an opportunity, or are they reason to put on hedges to protect yourself? Which is it? Well, I think certainly you would be uh, looking to, uh, to, to, to to protect yourself against uh, the, the, the risk of uh, a further sharp decline in, in, in the pound. Um, I think certainly the, the, the risks are, are skewed uh, towards further weakness uh, as, as we move forward. Um, in terms of the volatility, um, certainly it's becoming the, the pace of the pound's decline is becoming more rapid. But uh, like I said earlier, we have seen periods where the pound has even declined even more rapidly, like during the um, global financial crisis period and also after the uh, exit from the ERM. So, yes, historically becoming more extreme in terms of volatility, but um, the, the, the potential, if, if Brexit uh, was to occur, that, that you could see a, an even larger spike in volatility. And um, I think the risk of Brexit, although it's, 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 we think it's, it's, it's around sort of 35%, that's still a, a fairly material material risk how, which the market will, will be wary of. Not to go into the sophisticated math, but how far apart are the dynamics of sterling dollar 
versus Euro Sterling? Well, our, our view has been that um, the, the, the Brexit risk would would pose more of a downside risk uh, for the pound against the dollar. I think that's that's the uh, the clean across to to play the Brexit risk. Because ultimately, uh, if there was to be uh, a Brexit event, that would also have uh, some potential uh, negative spillover uh, impact uh, on, on the rest of Europe as well, which uh, could materialise in um, some uh, offsetting uh, euro weakness. I, th- I still think uh, you'd see euro sterling likely go up uh, towards kind of mid mm. mid 80s, uh, but um, I, I would expect mm. that pound weakness would be more dampened against against the uh, the euro than than say against the dollar. Lee Harbin, thank you so much, Bank of Tokyo Mitsubishi, uh, this morning. Mike, we've got some real market deterioration. Um, Apple, just as one example, up against support uh, going back to late January, $93.69, uh, sort of a 93.42 is uh, that point earlier. Uh, uh, the markets are open, but on a futures basis, S&P was negative 24 right now which is not what we saw at the opening. There's a weight to the market here at 955, 956. uh, We have seen this correlation with energy prices for quite some time, and I'm watching oil today down, but not not breaking, not even close to resistance at this point. So you've got to wonder... you know what's driving? Yeah. Oh, there's a fear that's developed in the last 48, 36, 48 hours. It doesn't seem to be related to what right. we've seen in the past. Sterling has rebounded off an ugly, ugly morning again. That's a glimmer of hope. But I would note uh, yields are in uh, decisively. The ten-year German again making a move down to recent lows. The two-year uh, German not quite there yet. But in the U.S. Uh, the ten-year yield is in seven big figures. 1.66%. That begins to get my attention. Interesting. Yeah. Also, a uh, statistic here I'm looking at. We had a little bit of a rally going into this week, and volume moved up in general during that period. But now we're seeing this decline on lower volume each day. So there doesn't seem to be a lot of conviction. Um, yeah. And this gets maybe to what somebody told us not long ago, but uh, there are no. we're having a, a lack of buyers. I, I Well, I strongly agree with that. The, the, the asymmetric nature uh, going up and going down can always be interesting where it's not about selling overtly, but maybe just about no interest at hand by buyers. Whatever it is, negative 223 on the Dow will give you extra data checks across all of Bloomberg Radio uh, through the day. David Wilson, important participant. Uh, through our day on individual uh, equities as well. We are produced in New York by YUN, our global technical director, Ken Fellio. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Again, the market, a negative 224.